feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby showed lots of big legal developments and President Biden taking some big time swipes. This is amazing because President Biden always says, oh, he's the unifying president. He's a man of the people. Well, just a few hours ago, he continued to take swipes at MAGA Republicans saying once again, they're a threat to democracy. Meantime, President Trump decides not to move his trial from Georgia to a federal court, which means that if this goes forward, if the case goes forward in Georgia, it's going to be televised. Think about that. And the question is, why is he deciding not to move it to federal court? You would think by you know most accords, you'd probably get a better, fairer you know, coverage, if you will, in a federal proceeding. Again, it would move it outside of the cameras. It might have a different jury pool and others. So there's a lot of reasons why. But in this particular case, he's already seen what happened to his chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Uh, He has gotten shot down by the judge that he would have to appeal to. So he's essentially said, don't, you know, it's maybe it's not the smartest move. Maybe the judge that he is before right now is essentially the best one. Maybe he's better than the person that he would appeal to. That is really, really interesting. And maybe there's some strategy. Maybe he says, you know what? It's time. Bring it on. I'd like the cameras. I'd like to testify. I'd like to put on my side of the story and for the whole world to see. So it's an interesting move. What do you think is behind that, him abandoning a move to essentially move the case or at least try to move it to federal court, even if it gets shot down, not making that request at this time. This also comes as now an appeal court we know has denied a delay in Trump's case. This is in the fraud trial. So it keeps on coming to President Trump. And tomorrow there will be some more hearings. And then on Monday, His fraud trial in New York with Letitia James is expected to start. There's already been a list from the Trump side of over 100 witnesses. The other side has also listed a whole bunch of people, including the president's kids, saying that they will also not only be defense witnesses, but they might also be state's witnesses, too. So it's getting really interesting, and it's also getting really ugly Because clearly they're trying to drag the family in every which way but loose and trying to create some schism between Trump and his kids. And I just find it disgusting that the four indictments are not enough. They got to keep on coming. Now they got to do this fraud trial that's going to cut him from a business perspective, hurt him with loans and future business deals. And then they're also trying to create a schism between him and his kids. The only person that they haven't subpoenaed is like a dog or a cat that might be in the house or a parrot. Uh, that has not been subpoenaed yet. That's the only living creature that's probably not been subpoenaed. I don't think Baron's been subpoenaed yet. 
Uh, but that may be coming. Who knows? But boy, is the plot thickening. So what do you make behind all of these movements? And where does it stand with President Trump with all of this information? Well, I contend last night at the debate, the winner was Donald Trump. And our great newsman, Bob Brown, just handed me this information that the second Republican debate had the lowest viewership since 2015. A little over 9 million people tuned in Wednesday night, and that's a big drop. From the first debate last month, that drew 12 million viewers, which wasn't even that much even for 12 million. But the second one drew even less, just 9 million people tuned in. And that is a big, big drop. And I'm not surprised because it wasn't really that interesting. I didn't really see any superstars in that field. And I didn't see anybody who I think could top President Trump. What do you think? Because as some new polls are coming out tonight, there is a new post-debate survey, if you will. And this is by the New York Post. They surveyed a whole bunch of people And they say that 62% of GOP voters want to see President Trump emerge as the party's candidate. The closest person, get this, in the race, this is post-debate, okay? So the closest one in that race, in this field, by the New York Post, is Ron DeSantis. And guess where he comes in? At 10% of the vote. So the first position is Donald Trump at 62% in the New York Post poll. And on the flip side, Ron DeSantis is just 10%. I would say that's pretty close to a wipeout. And based on these numbers that our newsman Bob Brown was just talking about here, the fact that the second debate drew very low viewership. People are disinterested. I didn't hear anybody going, God, I can't wait to vote for uh, whoever after that debate. You know, I didn't hear anybody say, wow, that person really blew me over. And especially when the polls are showing that Donald Trump clearly has such a commanding lead. You got to do something superstar to knock it out of the park. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina on line three. Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, well, and now, now they're going to start slinging even more mud. And Donald Trump... Still is the leader, you know, and the debate, uh, you know, with the seven candidates, it's really a, a boring uh, soap opera, really. Uh, yeah, who? Did, by the way, no, who did you think won? Was there any winner or anybody that surprised you, Mike, in the debate? Not really. You know, I didn't watch the whole debate, to tell you the truth. I was more interested in the inquiry into the impeachment uh, with, with, with Biden the devil, you know. Uh, I, I did watch a little of it, but. In all honesty, it wasn't that interesting, and, and it was a low rating, like you said. And no matter what happens, you know, Donald Trump is still going to be head and shoulders above everybody else. DeSantis is uh, a distant second, you know, and uh, he's going to emerge. And isn't it ironic, you know, the the, uh, the uh, craziness that's going on between the donkeys and the elephants, really is. It is. Really now, is. What did you think of the hearing today, by the way, Mike? Because I was watching, and we were going to talk about that later, but uh, since you're here, uh, what did you... It First of all, I thought it was disgusting the way that they were going after the witnesses. I'm talking the Democrats. I found it so unseemly 
how they were just coming out and swinging. I thought it was just uh, they were so nasty to the witnesses. And these were like accredited, you know, constitutional scholars and experts. And they yep. they were just smearing their reputation. Like it was like they were so dismissive of anything they had to say. I found it really distasteful. It was distasteful. And it was like, you know what it reminded me of? You know, it reminded me of, um, you know, when a school is in recess, middle school, high school, and the bullies come out, they roll up their sleeves, and they'll, they'll say and do anything to undermine, you know, the strength and more evidence will be uh, 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 leveled against uh, Biden. Hey, you know what, Joe? You can lie, which you've always done, and that shamrock Irish devious smile, well, that's going to be wiped off his face, you know? Uh, with Hunter and, and everything, you're going to have more evidence uh, mounting against the compulsive, out-of-control liar, the devil, Democratic donkey, Biden. Well, and, and it's going to be interesting to see where that impeachment uh, hearing goes, because that is for sure yeah. that today uh, it was like two different worlds, Mike. I mean, that was the thing. It was like alternate universe because, you know, the witnesses would say, hey, we're just waiting to see where it goes. But it's interesting and it could lead to somewhere. And Comer, of course, by the way, the latest word is Comer uh, has subpoenaed apparently Hunter Biden's bank records. Also, Jim Biden, who's the father. Um, so, you know, it's like it's definitely on the terrain. Uh, but but they didn't even want to hear it. Uh, the Democrats were like Trump, 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 Trump. It was just it was insane. Mike, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Stan. Line one. Stan, your thoughts about all this. Hey, I just got a. How are you? Good evening. It's raining. Uh, it's, it's pouring. I yeah, no, yeah, all right. Here we go. Here we go. How are you, first of all? Well, gotta, it's know. always sunny you know, when you nice. call in, Stan. Always sunny. <laughs> how are you? You okay? <laughs> I'm doing great. I hope you are, too. By the way, I don't know if you heard, Stan, but last night somebody, I can't remember who it was, who also said that Stan seems like a very nice guy, even if he's a little yeah, rough on the edges. Guy. Yeah, I, he, he, he was the lowest <laughs> form of human dreck I ever heard. He the gave guy, a Bob. compliment to you, too. But anyway, Stan, go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's who you meant. I know you were being facetious and sarcastic in that baton. But that's all right. That's what you do. You do that good. Uh, Thank look, you. <laughs> no, no problem. Look, uh, the hearing, one, the hearing today, what a joke. Nothing from nothing. Comer looks like the fool that he is. He's got now again. It's an it's not supposed to be an inquiry. You're supposed to have the stuff, then bring up charges. Charge one. Charge. He's got nothing. He wants to investigate. This is not for investigation. I've said this before. So unless he has real evidence that the president did something for the money that they supposedly got. And I don't think they did. They can't prove that he took it. They can't prove that he did, that he did anything. Then we're going nowhere here. It's a waste of time. Now, if they can find something, I'm willing to listen and keep my ear to the phone. The second thing is uh, the here the uh, election uh, debate. Oh my God! Yes, Trump. I think will get the nomination. I'm hopefully he will. I want him to get the nomination. I want. He's the captain of the Titanic. Let him be on it. He's the. the It'll be perfect for him. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So, but look at he's he is clobbering the others. Oh, yeah. Clearly, oh, no, you're right, Rita. I agree with you. No, I, 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 he's absolutely destroying these idiots, and they don't say anything. As I said last night, I wish they would at least commit as a group to say if he is found guilty of serious crimes from the Washington case, 
they will say we will not support as a group. But they're not going to say anything. By the time that happens, you might be reset it before. Half of them, a majority, will be gone. I, even I know that. Yeah, they, and by the way, Chris Christie last night, I think, would have definitely said that if they had asked that right, question exactly. because yeah. he's out. You know, that's his whole campaign is uh, to trash Trump. Now, but but Stan, you got to admit this is such a pile on. It's such a blatant pile no, on. I just talked leader. about the New York case. I mean, no, they don't go after people on these things. It's because the last name is Trump. You know darn well. Come on, Rita, give me a break. Rita. All right, let me ask you something, Rita. Who who did all of these things with the companies? Was it Rita Cosby? No. Was it Stan? No. Was it uh, Bob, that idiot who called at the end? Yes, no. Donald Trump did all of these things about his guy. So, Margolo. Stan, Stan, hang on. Margolo, he Stan, hang on. Stan, Stan, hang on a second, Stan. Yes, Let me ask sir, you. So, so who, when they were vice president, took classified documents? Who, when they were senator, took classified documents? Who had them strewn all over the place uh, next to his crazy son's Corvette hanging out? Um, who clearly has an issue. right? I'm just saying to you, Stan, that there's a lot of stuff to look into there. And for some reason, the problem I have, Stan, the Democrats are like, oh, nothing to see here. Even today, with the information that came out, if it was the if the last name was Trump on one of those emails that they put up or one of those WhatsApp messages that they put up, Stan, right. you and I know darn well they would have been impeach, impeach, impeach. Let me they ask absolutely you, would have, and that's that's the hypocrisy sickens me, Stan. All right, you have stated, Rita, numerous that uh, it, it's not good for the goose, it's not good for the gander. Uh, as far as I could see, even the DOJ has going after the top Democrat on the Foreign Relations Committee, Mendez. That proves. That the Democratic so-called DOJ is uh, nonpartisan. They're going after the guy Stan, on legitimate Stan, grounds. Stan, you didn't say anything. Stan, about can that. I say one thing? Sure, I actually, sure. I actually did say something. I think either two things are behind it. Yeah. One, What's they, one, it? they need a Democrat so they can say people like you can go see others. One, right? He's, that's the only Democrat they've gone after. And two, isn't it interesting? That obviously, look, it doesn't look good for Menendez. I mean, if you look at all the gold bars and all that other stuff, Stan. But if you look at this is the guy who's the thorn in the side to Biden on issues that I'm sure you care about. I certainly care about. Uh, he has been a huge supporter of Israel. He has been very critical of Biden uh, coddling Iran and trying to reignite this Iran deal. He was furious at the six billion dollars that were unfrozen. So that now suddenly uh, Iran's got all this money to do whatever they want to do with it. Uh, what not it interesting that right when he was starting to really step up criticism of Joe Biden and really be a thorn in his side on a number of issues, isn't it interesting that that's the only corrupt Democrat they've ever found in the whole time, basically, that they've been there? I guess it's just a coincidence, right, Stan? Let me just throw it out there. I respond to that. Uh you do remember that he was indicted last year, two years ago. Yeah, that was when Obama was in office and right, he was critical of Iran back then. And he was indicted. And he got off because the hung jury, right, ten, to, ten to two, the jury yeah, let him off that. in the hung well, jury. Let me ask you, Rita, Rita, here's what interests me about that. Uh, you say Menendez is not in good stead with the president. Oh, he's president definitely not. He's been the biggest critic. Well, even though, uh, because of the amount of Democrats that are in the Senate, he needs Menendez, and Menendez supports him on many things. So it's not as if uh, he's got a knife in his back. No. 
uh, he, he uses him. He needs him. He, they need each other for at least for the period of time to get things done and so forth, as they did in certain bills being passed. So you might, you're right in terms of, you know, uh, they don't get along. Nobody gets along totally. I mean, he don't get along with any of the Republicans. Oh, Stan, the, you and I get along so well. Come on. Hey, we're, we're the best. <laughs> you and I, you're the best. We're the best. <laughs> Stan, thank you. You're okay. terrific. Thank you. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, the hearing today on Capitol Hill, the first impeachment inquiry hearing. Boy, it was like two different worlds. Here is Democrat Jamie Raskin with his assessment. If the Republicans had a smoking gun or even a dripping water pistol, they would be presenting it today, but they've got nothing on Joe Biden. All they can do is return to the thoroughly demolished lie that Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump launched five years ago. The Burisma conspiracy theory, a fairy tale so preposterous that one of its main authors, Lev Parnas, has now disowned. He's disowned uh, the theory, but that guy's been in trouble, too. So I don't know if I'd be basing anything. Here is GOP Congressman Byron Donalds, on the other hand. This is a text message between um, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you I won't make you give me half your salary. Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this in a potential money laundering operation or a potential pay for play operation, would you be looking for information related to money going from son to father? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. J.C., your thoughts. Hey, first of all, Rita, I, I don't agree with almost anything Stan says, but I think he's probably the most entertaining uh, person that comes on your show. He but is. However, he is. But however, if he thinks that they don't have anything on Biden, he's living under a rock. By the way, J.C., I 1,000% agree. I will say he is entertaining in kind of a loony kazoony way, don't you think? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Columbus, Ohio, where an elderly woman is at Ohio State University Medical Center. She's in critical condition, and she says that she is lucky to be alive. Her neighbor, who also lives in the same multi-unit building, which caught on fire, says that he's praying for her and hopes that others are, too. He said she is a really, really great neighbor. She has lived there for more than 15 years. She has the biggest heart, and she's going to need a lot of support and love around her. Now, video from a body camera footage basically shows the Columbus, Ohio Division of Police shows that they were at the scene of a different incident one day, a couple days ago, 
thankfully, Columbus police officers just happened to be in the area there for that different call when they noticed flames coming out of the building. They immediately ran over. They helped get the woman away from the building, woke up others in the unit and made sure that everybody else was out. Apparently, the fire was an accidental electrical fire. And the neighbors there who got out safely said, thank goodness we are alive and again are praying for their neighbor, an elderly woman who thankfully was awakened by the police and taken out just in the nick of time. And it's a very powerful story of the tremendous work that our law enforcement does every single day. Well, we're talking about the impeachment inquiry hearing, and that's all it is. It's just a hearing. And I thought it was pretty powerful today. The one thing I'll give the Republicans credit for, remember during the January 6th hearing, it was like everybody was anti-Trump. They didn't have anybody on the other side. They literally had everybody who just pulled little quotes out, taken out of context. They didn't put go patriotically and peacefully. When you go to the Capitol, remember on that, it was like that was taken out. The editing and the splicing and all that, it was all anti-Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. Nobody that ever shed any sort of balance to the hearings. In this case, they had several constitutional experts, and all of them were pretty measured. Uh, there was one that was clearly a Democratic witness. The other three were not even jumping on the impeachment bandwagon. In fact, they said, no, we need more evidence. Uh, but they also were very measured. And here's just a little bit, first off, of some of the evidence that they heard. This is Congressman Byron Donalds sharing some of the information, some of the text messages, and putting it up on the screen. And when you see it, it certainly looks compelling. This is the WhatsApp text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden is now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Miss O'Connor, do you think that this text message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting Dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the president of the United States? Yes. Yes, you heard that. Yes. And here is Jonathan Turley also asked about the level of the impeachment inquiry. Again, not impeachment, but impeachment inquiry. Listen. But I also do believe that the House has passed the threshold for an impeachment inquiry into the conduct of President Biden. And James Comer, after the hearing, said he knows what the first step he's going to do is. The witnesses today have all identified the evidence the committee has uncovered as deserving further inquiry. And that is what this committee will do, no matter where that evidence leads. I want to thank the witnesses for their testimony today. It confirms the evidence compiled by this committee justifies the investigation of Joe Biden's role in his family's international business schemes and justifies the next step of this investigation. One of those steps is gaining insight into where the Biden's foreign money ended up for what purposes. Therefore, today, I will subpoena the bank records of Hunter Biden, James Biden, and their affiliated companies. 
James Biden, Hunter Biden, and their affiliated companies. Let's see if he gets the information, because, boy, have they faced major stonewalling along the way. But the Democrats wouldn't even listen to the information. First off, they were so downright disrespectful, and I thought just shameful and disgusting at the way that they treated the witnesses. Uh, There was one of them who said, you know what, uh, you know, Jonathan Turley, I, I think you got to run off for an appearance with Fox. Like you're just some like little peon. The guy is one of the top constitutional experts in the country. The others are esteemed people who worked at the DOJ. And you just heard he wasn't quickly. He wasn't saying at one point he said, I don't believe it rises to the level of an impeachment yet. But I think it certainly rises to the level of an impeachment inquiry that needs to be looked into, that needs to be evaluated. So it wasn't like he was jumping on the gun. He was a very measured witness. But they just slammed him and trashed him. And every other word was Trump, 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 as if Trump was organizing the hearing. And just think about it, guys. If the name was Trump right now, just even with the details you just heard from Byron Donalds and others, if it was Trump had this in an email, they'd go crazy. They'd want to impeach him all over again. What a bunch of hypocrites. Where is fair justice in America? And so today, the Democrats would not even listen or engage or anything with these witnesses brought forward by the Republicans. Here is Congresswoman Stansberry, a Democrat, and all she could do was talk orange man bad. So what is this hearing actually about? It's a campaign strategy. It's a misuse of official resources. It is this committee and loyalists of Donald Trump doing his bidding to bolster his chances of winning back the White House and securing their majority in the next election. And she wasn't the only one. This one, I think, was one of the wildest moments. Uh, this is Congress uh, Congressman uh, Jasmine Crockett, Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett. Uh, listen to this exchange. This was a classic. But let me tell you something that was so disturbing as I walked in to this chamber today. As I prepared, I said, what is the crime? Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I I can't seem to find the crime. And honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence... They want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets, seven counts related to obstructing the investigation, three false statements, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, falsifying business records, conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings, one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements, eight counts related to soliciting and I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now but I will tell you what the president has been guilty of he has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child until they find some evidence we need to get back to the people's work which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States and I will yield. 
Whoa, thank God. So Joe Biden is guilty of loving his son. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Heim uh, in New Jersey. Heim, your thoughts about all this. Wow, that was a mouthful. Yeah, I think um, I'm very happy in general with the impeachment inquiry. But I have a worry I wanted to bring up with you, Rita, and that is I'm a big Trump fan. I want him to win. I think he's the last hope for our country. But I think if they get rid of Biden, his chances of winning are are less. He's got a big chance of winning over Biden. But if they get Biden out, his chance of winning is less. And I think maybe they should back off on Biden. This way they know for sure he's going to be the nominee and then we'll be able to have Trump again because he'll slam him. Oh, that's an interesting strategy. By the way, I, I do agree that I think Trump versus Biden, I think you're right, um, that Trump would do well against him. I think depends who the other person might be if they do decide to switch him out. And I don't I don't rule out that they might try to switch him out if the heat keeps going up on Biden. You're right. They might. Um, but but I also see even if it's. Biden with half a pulse, which it seems to be the case these days. Um, I still think that the Democrats altogether are pushing so hard, Heim. I mean, look at all the things that they did last time. They have such a machine behind them. And he ran from the basement last time. He very well may do the same thing again. And you can't count him out, even though he's fumbling and bumbling and everything else. Uh, you just never know. You know, the machine is still a very, very strong machine. So, uh, you know, you can't understate it. And I think I also think the Republicans, by the way, they made a big mistake last time by waiting just till Election Day. You can't wait till Election Day when the Democrats had hundreds of thousands of votes in some states like Pennsylvania. You know, Fetterman. I mean, how did that happen? Well, you know what? Guess what? Uh, Fetterman, uh, you know, it, he had such a huge lead that it was hard for anybody to beat him, even though, you know, you saw how dismal he was. Um, but I think it's important that you can't underestimate, even though Biden looks fumbly and bumbly, uh, there's a big, big team behind him and a big team, a Democratic team that will try to keep their power at all costs. Heim. So uh, interesting point, though, because you're right. Um, you know, somebody's looking a little more spry. Who knows? Uh, but I still think uh, everybody has to get out and vote. I think this next election is so pivotal. I'm thank you so much. Let's go to Dom. In Minnesota, Dom, your thoughts about everything? Rita, it's starting to look like every person, Venezuelan, Cuban, everybody that's crossing the border is getting elected, going straight to Congress. It looks like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, well know, they're, they're surely becoming uh, American citizens pretty quickly. I mean, at least 500,000 Venezuelans did. Absolutely, because no test, no necessary. As long as you cross the border, you're a congressman or woman. Come on in, run the country. And and I think I'm, I'm half joking, but unfortunately, I, I don't know if we need to make it a requirement. You know, one of them is term limits, and the other thing is, Make it a minimum, at least maybe a college education, maybe a drop out of college to even run for Congress. I mean, this is getting to be ridiculous, don't you think? Yeah, it is getting to be ridiculous. And the standards are so low. Uh, and, uh, you know, m one of my favorite things, by the way, of late, as we've been talking about Menendez, Dom, is he's been coming out and saying, listen, I did what everybody else in Congress did. And he's probably yeah. right. <laughs> he's probably I mean, right. You know? I mean. I mean 
un- unbelievable that his people keep electing. I hope they see the light this time around. I mean, I'm really, this is really sad state of affairs for the most progressive, I mean, the most, uh, I'll tell you, free country in the world. Everybody in the world, 180 countries want to come here. Is this what they're coming here for is what bugs me. Yeah, yeah, it is sad. And and boy, if they see what's going on, just the political divisions are so stark. And so, and I thought on full display today, by the way, as we were talking about the hearings too, Dom, because it was like two different worlds. I mean, all the Democrats, all they did in lockstep was go after Trump and say, why could you talk about this now? We're dealing with a shutdown. They won't even concede that there's any evidence against Biden. And then on the flip side, you know, the GOP, I thought actually was very measured. They weren't like throwing barbs like the Democrats were during the impeachment hearings and during January 6th and all that other stuff. Uh, but it wasn't good enough. They they will not even give them one inch. The Democrats were like, no, there's nothing to see here. This is all about Trump. Next. I mean, and they were just downright disgusting to the witnesses. It just it shows they are playing for keeps. There is no doubt about that. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the breaks. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. The Democrats are like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I see nothing. It's all Trumpitis. Give me a break. If the name was Donald Trump, all this stuff that they were reading today and the tens of millions of dollars, they would say they wouldn't even say forget the inquiry. They'd go impeach him 10 times and keep going. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy. Line 8, Teddy, your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, Rita, I'm going to be calm about it, and I'm not getting excited because it doesn't pay. Uh, I heard Turley, I I didn't hear much about it, but I heard Turley speak. There isn't enough evidence to call for an impeachment, but there is sufficient evidence evidence to have an inquiry. Ah, fine. Okay. And uh, let's see where it comes. But Rita, here's my question to you. You talk about this with about Biden for an impeachment. What about all of the 91 counts of tr- that have been brought against Trump? Are you saying that all the judges are conspiring? Against Trump, you have so many trials that are going to take place, so many judges. And and, and, all right. So let me, Teddy, let me ask you two things. First off, I'm happy to hear that you agree it should be looked into. And I think, by the way, I think it's the right response to say that it rises to the level of an inquiry. I'm happy to hear you agree. Let's see where it goes, because Maybe now, finally, DOJ will cooperate. They've been stonewalling the committee. So maybe now that they have the power of the impeachment inquiry, they'll be able to get access to all these bank records. And if the president didn't get any money or didn't get anything of value, like a, like a part of a home payment or something like that, uh, if they can't show quid pro quo and a whole bunch of other stuff, 
then he should feel happy that it was looked into. I don't know why he's stonewalling so much. It makes him it makes him look pretty bad. Um, so that's one. Two, you seem to think that what every single ninety one count against Trump is is correct, and that you don't think it's a pylon that they keep doing this, and then they went after him on the business practice, which they never go after people for. I mean, Teddy, that's like how many times when you walk down the street, you see people jaywalk. And you're going to go, okay, I'm going to go after that one. Uh, but all those other 500, I'm just going to let them walk their merry way. I mean, there's, there seems to be, you got to admit it, it definitely seems incredibly politically motivated. And that I'm into fair justice. Uh, but, you know, this Democrat saying, oh, nothing to see here on Biden, but orange man bad. And they even brought up Trump again today. He has nothing to do with this Biden impeachment inquiry. They should be looking in the mirror as opposed to pointing at Trump. Your thoughts? Yeah, I understand that. Uh, that's You're right. That's valid. But I'm not saying all the 91 counts, but if, if it would happen to me like this, if I was teaching in school and all of these counts were brought against me, I'd be out of a job, Rita. You would be out of a job. But you're, but neither you one of but neither one of us. Would you, Menendez? Should he should resign? He should resign. You know why they want him out, though, Ted? Let me just tell you why. I think they are in such a rush to get him out. Because it's a very important Senate seat, and they didn't think New Jersey was in play. And now they really don't want to lose a Senate seat. They're worried that a battered Menendez now is battered. Get him out. They don't want him out. I don't think they want him out because they believe he's uh, unethical. Obviously, all the gold bars and all that stuff certainly doesn't look good. That's for sure. But, you know, they want to get him out so they can put somebody else in and then keep the seat in Democratic hands. They don't care about Menendez. If it wasn't a tight Senate, they'd say, "Bob, we love you." They'd be giving him gold bars. They wouldn't be. Uh, they wouldn't be like questioning it. You know that, and I know that. That's why I just think my job is to also blow the lid on what's going on in the politics because there's some more stuff than meets the eye on this. But Ted, I always appreciate your calls. Thank you very much. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Jacqueline, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. You know. As far as the um, uh, trial is concerned in Georgia, President Trump is a master at using the media, and he wants that trial to be publicized so that he can bring out the truth and let the nation hear reality instead of all of these made-up charges like uh, Teddy was just talking about and Stan was mentioning. It's all concocted. It's all preposterous. He also knows that Fulton County Fannie needs to approve that that venue be changed, and she's not going to do it. Yeah, and I think you hit it on the head. He knows that it's not going to go his way, and maybe I think there is a part of him, and I agree with you, Jacqueline, that he's looking forward to sharing his side. He hasn't shared his side on any of this stuff, and I think he's looking forward to calling witnesses, maybe even taking the stand. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And 
tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, President Biden goes back to his old tactic. Remember when he had, it was like fire and brimstone. It was right before the midterm elections. And he did what I describe as the Darth Vader speech. Remember, it had like the red walls and the two Marines standing there. And he was saying, MAGA Republicans are a threat to the Republic. And of course, he was doing it right before the midterm elections because he wanted to do anything he could to convince Democrats to come on out and to convince others to stay home. And he is such a phony baloney because he always starts these speeches. You know he's going to go there uh, because the election is coming up. He sees his numbers slipping in the polls. I just gave you some of the new numbers before about how well Trump has done after that last debate, which didn't get great ratings, and he clearly is doing better and better. They can't believe he's still standing. Now they keep doing these trials and all these other things. And Biden now is losing to Trump in some polls and others he's tied and they don't like it. They can't stand it. They're worried. They should be worried because Biden is fumbling and bumbling all over the place. And so here he is. He's in Arizona and he starts it with the I'm the president who's the unifier. I'm the nice man. I'm the this and this is why you know he was about to come out swinging. But take a listen to sort of the the false illusion of the start from the unifier in King. I was able to get the infrastructure bill passed. It's over a trillion dollars. The majority of it so far has gone to red states who didn't vote for me because I represent all. Of, no, I'm serious. I represent all Americans. Whatever the need is. And I believe every president should be a president for all Americans. So he was only, I think it was about an hour, an hour and a half or so away from the border. Somehow he doesn't make it to the border of Arizona, which right now is getting overwhelmed by migrants, as is New York, as is so many other places. Somehow he couldn't make it to the border, but he could make it to deliver the political nasty speech that a president who claims he's a president for all Americans never would do. But it always comes out right around election time. And, you know, first of all, this is what I'm sure they say in every Democratic fundraiser and all these little private dinners. This is, I'm sure, what he repeats behind closed doors. And then every time right before it's a pivotal moment, he comes out swinging and he knows he's doing badly. He knows that there's whispers even in the Democratic Party that want to get rid of him. So here he is trying to gin up the base and, of course, take aim at his favorite target, Donald Trump, because he can't run on his own record. All he has to do in his mind is slam Trump. Take a listen. The MAGA extremists across the country have made it clear where they stand. So the challenge for the rest of America, for the majority of Americans, is to make clear where we stand. Do we still believe in the Constitution? Do you believe in the basic decency and respect? The whole country should honestly ask itself, and I mean it sincerely, what it wants and understand the threats to our democracy. Right. So he's the barometer of the Constitution. The guy who blocks everything tied to his son's investigation, the guy who is now pushing for, you know, to take the guns away from everybody else, but not his son. 
the guy who wants red flag laws and all these other things stepped up, but don't worry about my son. I mean, give me a break. This is the biggest bunch of hogwash. And when we hear all the stuff about Garland and David Weiss, all the whistleblowers, right, he is the one who appreciates and validates the Constitution and everybody else is just downright terrible. And because he's such a president of all the Constitution and of all Americans, that's why he's going to take a swipe at 50 percent of Americans and say MAGA Republicans bad. And here's a little bit more of what he had to say, Mr. Nice Guy, our president of the United States. Seizing power, concentrating power, attempting to abuse power, purging and packing key institutions, spewing conspiracy theories, spreading lies for profit and power to divide America in every way, inciting violence against those who risk their lives to keep America safe, Weaponizing against the very soul of who we are as Americans. This MAGA threat is a threat to the brick and mortar of our democratic institutions. But it's also a threat to the character of our nation that gives our, that gives our Constitution life, that binds us together as Americans in common cause. None of this is surprising now. Wouldn't you think an open border? is a threat to our democracy, a threat to our security, a threat to the republic. How dare he call half of Americans who support Donald Trump a threat to the republic, a threat we have to blacklist them, we have to do whatever we can. Uh, We have to throw them in jail if they were anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th. If they sneeze there, we have to. but, But don't worry about the tens of millions of dollars my son took from rogue leaders even though I said I, he didn't make a dime from China, now we know he made a lot of money from China. What a bunch of malarkey. And the fact that he's now trying to be the moral arbiter, he has lost any sort of moral compass and moral standing after what we have learned about him in the last few years. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line eight. BJ, your thoughts about this. Well, thanks for having me on, Rita. You know, uh, people, there's an old expression, if you spot it, you got it. And when you point a finger at someone, you usually have three pointing back at you. I would say Joe Biden has about 100 pointing at him. He's taken about – Representative Comer, uh, uh, Congressman Comer doesn't make – didn't make his career out of indicting a, a sitting president or going after a sitting president. Yet <clears throat> at this late stage of the game, we have Joe Biden – taking $24 million between the years of 2014 and 2019. We have his son on the board of Burisma getting 80000 bucks a month, okay? We have wire transfers going from China to Rehoboth Beach. We, these are facts. I'm not even saying – you make of this what you will. Your audience makes of it what you will. Uh, we have quid pro quo getting up saying if you don't get the prosecutor off my son – you won't get this money, okay? On camera, admitting this, saying this in an election year. If this laptop was made available to us instead of suppressed, we would not be here, okay? So this is Joe Biden bringing it on himself. We have him saying that he turned around and <clears throat> didn't know anything about his son's business dealings, where we all know now he knew very much about his son's business dealings. We have his, his, his brother. Uh, uh, head of a construction company, getting all of these contracts, 
okay, the, the uncle, James Biden. So it goes on and on and on. And with respect to Professor Terrelly, you know, he's a very bright man, but he's way out of his element here. These are, this is a fact pattern, okay? This is not stuff that uh, Representative Comey just pulled out of thin air. And, and by the way, by the way, did you hear also, BJ, on, on Turley? Because people are spinning it that Turley saying, oh, this isn't an impeachment. That's not what he said. What he said no. was that right now um, it is certainly warranting an inquiry. He thinks the bar is so high for an impeachment um, but he says it's definitely worth looking into. And if these things turn out to be true, which, you know, he says there's a lot of circumstantial evidence and cases can be built on circumstantial evidence. But he's saying that if it rises to that, then these would fit the issues of high crimes and misdemeanors, the, the influence peddling, the bribery. All those things are certainly what would qualify for impeachment. But he says right now, let's be measured. I actually thought it was really... You know, I thought it was a very, like, appropriate uh, comment. I didn't take it as, you know, the Democrats spun it like, oh, he's saying there's nothing to see there. Move on. That's not what he said. He's just being measured. He's being careful. Uh, And they just took it. They were mocking him. No, thank you for that clarification. That's why I listen to you, Rita, because you give us what the fake news does give us. They're making it sound like he he actually uh, he, he was dismissive of it. But in this country, you have to you have to use the facts to uh, uh, meet a standard, and then then you have char- charges that can be made. Okay, you can't just pull stuff out of thin air. And it's it really looking bad. I'm just stating facts now. Okay, this has been reported in massive outlets. Uh, you can you can pull this off. I just pulled this off the Daily Caller, but there are other areas that you can pull what happened today. If you watched it today, you can figure out what happened. You know, Joe Biden has been he has a lot of uh, a lot to explain here. OK, to the American people. Now, I know a lot of the American people like a certain person in Yonkers and a certain person in Forest Hills could care less. They think this is going to blow away. But the rest of us really want to know, especially us, us, us MAGA extremists. Right. We really want to know exactly what took place and whether or not we're, we're, we're foolishly just contemplating these things or if these charges have merit. I think they have merit. Peter Schweitz has been reporting on this for years for years. Yeah, and he's been spot on and he has been spot on. I know Peter well, uh, BJ. And and, and your point is, the other thing, and I keep going back to, if there's nothing to see there, why are they stonewalling? Why are there roadblocks? I mean, it's so unusual to see these IRS whistleblowers, these other whistleblowers that have come forward. I mean, why are all these things happening? It just defies logic. If there's nothing to see there, if there's nothing to see there, Follow the follow the money trail, and then you go. Hey, no problem. I'll I'll hand over whatever you got. I, there's nothing to hide, but but they're not I, doing that, you know. So what does that say to you? I guess they're MAGA extremists too. All of those Democrats, uh, especially that IRS whistleblower who happened to be uh, a, 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 an openly gay person who was a Democrat. I guess he's a MAGA extremist too. I guess we're all MAGA extremists, and we're all just picking on Joe and the Biden family. Right, that's what we're doing here. Right, and yep. that and that is the way wow. they portray it. And well, BJ, you got to keep up the fight. We all got to keep up the fight because we got to get to the bottom of this. So the American public has faith in. It, regardless of where it goes. Um, and that's why I think Turley was actually really measured. And it's not like the Republicans are full steam ahead. And I keep changing it and saying if it was Trump, they would have impeached him already. 
a year ago over the information that they already have on Biden. There's no question in my mind. Uh, let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Line three, Larry, your thoughts. Yes, as far as Turley goes, Rita, I don't understand his position because uh, from what my recollection, Bill Clinton was impeached based upon his denial of having sexual relations, his lying to the people about what sexual relations is. And there was some uh, there was some foggy area still remaining uh, based upon what he said, even though it was, it was a stupid defense. But in, 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 so the same thing in Biden's case. We have Biden saying openly that he's going to that he's going to fire a, that he's going to have a, a a prosecutor fired, and his son is the, is on the board of Burisma. So though that's that's equivalent to Clinton's situation. Um, I mean, I don't. I I mean, it's it's interpretable uh, in in two different ways. But well, that the, Larry, Larry, you know what the difference uh, is? It, it could prove impeachment. Larry, the difference, the difference was the difference on the Clinton was it was under oath. Uh, that's one. Um, and and you, you could make the case, obviously, it, that was a, a sexual personal issue. But uh, they they said, listen, he made that statement. And then that's when he started parsing the definition of is is I covered all that stuff there. So I know it all too well. Um, but yeah. but but this is different because we're, I actually think this is much more serious than anything they were going after Clinton for. If it indeed turns out to be true, yes, yes, he's come out there. Clearly, the president is lying. I mean, there's no question, Larry. He's made it sound like, oh, his son never got a dime from China. Now we find out that quarter of a, a million dollars went to the home where he was staying with his dad. It defies logic. You see all the app messages, the email messages. Uh, you see the pictures of him with the business people. You see all of those things. There's no way that he never spoke to his son about business, never met his business associates. I mean, uh, you know, do we, is there a recording of it? Uh, no, but there's certainly a lot of witnesses that would say that. But I think, um, I actually do think in this case, and I think, I don't think you want to cheapen impeachment. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I think the Republicans are being very responsible in this case by saying, hey, we've been stonewalled. Now that we have launched an inquiry, we will hopefully have more muscle to get like Hunter Biden's bank records, to get James Biden's bank records, business and personal is what they're trying to get. Hopefully they will get them. Hopefully they will no longer be stonewalled. Hopefully by having the power of an official impeachment inquiry, they can get them. And then let's see where it goes. They may be they may get a bombshell tomorrow if they can get those. But I bet you the White House is going to fight it tooth and nail. So hopefully they can find ways to get around it, because if they can put it out in bank records and it's in black and white, it's 20 times stronger than anything I think that they even tried to accuse Trump of and certainly more than they did of Bill Clinton. But let's see where it goes, Larry. It's certainly an interesting time. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Joe Biden dropping the nice guy image in one breath saying, I want unity. I represent everybody except those lousy MAGA Republicans. Take a listen to what he said just a few hours ago. Just consider these as actual quotes from MAGA, the MAGA movement. 
quote, I am your retribution. Slitting throats of civil servants, replacing them with extreme political cronies. MAGA extremists proclaim support for law enforcement only to say, we, quote, we must destroy the FBI. It's not one person. It's a controlling element of the House Republican Party. Whitewash attacks of January 6th by calling the spearing and stomping of police a, leg quote, a legitimate political discourse. Do you ever think you'd hear leaders of political parties in the United States of America speak like that? No, and I didn't ever expect our president to act like somebody who hates half of America because it's all about politics to Joe Biden. And, of course, he couldn't help with a few hours ago taking a swipe at Orange Man Bad. These extremists have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I'm serious. They're pushing a notion the defeated former president expressed when he was in office and believes applies only to him. And this is a dangerous notion. This president is above the law, no limits on power. Trump says the Constitution gave him, quote, the right to do whatever he wants as president, end of quote. I've never heard a president say that in jest. Not guided by the Constitution or by common service and decency toward our fellow Americans, but by vengeance and vindictiveness. Right. That sounds like him. And to say that, well, President Trump thinks he's above the law, don't you think Joe Biden, I think he's speaking about himself. He thinks he's above the law. Who else would have DOJ interfere? Who else would have the attorney general walking away with his tail between his legs and no dignity left after the hearing last week? Who else would have an open border? I mean, give me a break. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil. Online too, Phil. Your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Good evening. You know, you know what amazes me? Those sound bites you played about ten minutes ago of Biden talking. He sounded like he was high on something really good. I'd like to get my hands on something like that. The man was coherent, clear, articulate. And meanwhile, he goes to a G summit overseas, and and he falls down the baby steps, and he can't even communicate. And he walks away and shakes hands with invisible people. Yeah, they, yeah that's a good point. Jeans. You know what, Phil, we got to look into it. You're right, because he, he sounded like something something went into his veins that he was like, all right, go out there and try. I think he gets revved up talking about MAGA. Maybe that's what's, uh, you know, he's uh, high on anti-MAGA. What do you think? No, I think between you and me, there, there was something that came out in 2021. It, it was on the Internet for two hours, and it disappeared out of existence. It was a... Dr. Dr. Uh, Friedstein or Fried Friedland, who was uh, a consult, he was consulting with this guy, and this guy put a post up there, and he and he says the ongoing treatment and therapy applied to Joseph Biden, the president, is necessary for him to maintain his stamina. That's interesting. And by the way, do you remember when he did the debate against Trump? He came out swinging at the top, and then it faded. So whatever the medicine was. Maybe it only lasts like an hour, an hour and a half. Who knows? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby 
Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Utah, where a veteran named Neil Hargrave was recognized and honored by the Veterans of Foreign Wars Still Serving campaign for the way that he continues to serve his community even after returning to civilian life. The veteran joined the Navy in 1975 at the end of the Vietnam War, serving as an electronics technician until the end of 1981. Then in 1983, he enlisted in the Army National Guard, where he served until June 2004. He was sent to Kuwait in March 2003 and later to Iraq. Now, the veteran named Neil Hargrave said that five generations of his family have served the military. He said, quote, I don't think there was a war since the country was founded that I did not have at least one ancestor fighting in. He received at a recent ceremony in Utah an honor for his volunteer work over the past 13 years, also as chapter service officer at the Disabled American Veterans, helping other local veterans apply for and receive special benefits. He said, quote, I think that community involvement is very important. None of us can get through life entirely on our own, adding that the difference between existing and living, whether in the military or in civilian life, is supporting one another. He also applauds his service dog, Opua, who is a seven-year-old bearded collie, for helping draw him out to be more social. He said Opua also helps him deal with post-traumatic stress disorder from his time in the military. So what a beautiful and powerful story of this veteran and his service, not just during the military, but obviously the time afterwards. And bravo to Apua, the seven-year-old bearded collie as well. I'm such a big fan of animals. Well, we are talking about Joe Biden. Uh, Phil just said that he seemed like maybe he had some amphetamines or he was something in the system because he was all revved up. It's like when he starts talking about MAGA, which he just did a couple hours ago in Arizona, even though he didn't have time to go to the border. Remember, he only went to the border in like a five-second pit stop. But he didn't have time, in this case, to go to the border. He was like, you know, yeah, I'm not going to make it there this time. But he had time to blast and definitely trash President Trump and all his followers, which to me is just disgusting. In one breath, I'm a president for all Americans. And then in the other, it is like, no, 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 no. Uh, MAG is terrible. Listen to this shameful comment that he made. This is cut number six, where he really slammed MAGA and, of course, Donald Trump. Listen to this disgusting smear. My extremists claim support of our troops. But the harming military readiness, leadership, troop morale, freezing pay, freezing military families in limbo. Just they look the other way when the defeated former president refused to pay respects at American cemetery near Paris, referring to the American servicemen buried there, and I've been to the cemetery, as suckers and losers. Quotes. I'm not making this up. I know we all tried not to remember it, but that's what he said. He called servicemen suckers and losers. I was waiting for him to whisper there. I was like, whoa, 
oh, my God, he really got fired up there. First off, that was according to somebody who doesn't like Donald Trump. So that is a bunch of hogwash. You don't know if that's true whatsoever. And I'll tell you, knowing President Trump, that is not true. He would not say that. That is, I just think, a disgusting, smearing, uh, despicable line to say. And you could just see how angry and fired up. Suddenly put some fire in his veins. Maybe Phil is right. Maybe he was on something because that end there was like, whoa. I was like, oh, my God. Keep your back straight. Eat your vegetables. Whoa. But he was in Arizona and it wasn't necessarily friendly territory. And this may be the scene all across America because people aren't really buying what this president is selling. Uh, the economy is bad. The borders open. People are fed up with the way he pulled out of Afghanistan, the drip, drip, drip on Ukraine. So he goes to the speech and he got heckled. Take a listen. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Why don't you wait? Hang on a a second. I'll be happy to meet with you after I speak, okay? I tell you what, if you shush up, I'll meet with you immediately after this, okay? Boy, that was very presidential. It really sounds like a nice guy. Those two things? We're within minutes of each other. Uh, I'd say he is one wound up tense dude. And no wonder the dog, Commander, remember, I think he's bitten like 12 people or 11 or 12 people. Dogs sense somebody else's energy. And Commander is like, this guy's nuts. You know, they feed off your energy. If you have somebody who's like stressed out, can you imagine screaming like that? And if the dog starts barking, the poor dog is like, Oh, my God, let me get out of here. I'll take anywhere. I'll even take uh, a homeless encampment in San Francisco. I'll take anywhere. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let us go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania, line six. Joaquin, your thoughts. Rita, I'm going to say something. You made a very astute comment earlier, okay? You said they play for keeps, Okay. We have nobody on our side that plays for keeps. And, you know, all these assaults, we should have people screaming. MAGA means make America great again. They hate Donald Trump because they hate America. They hate MAGA because they hate America. Every communist and fascist has been democratically elected. Every time I talk about democracy, we're a constitutional republic. And as far as Stan goes, Stan is nothing more than a communist clown. Call him CCCP, CCP Stan. But now I want to say something about Chris Christie, the uh, the beached uh, offshore windmill beached whale. Uh, you know, who is this guy who sits there, goes on the beach when the beaches are closed down to every single American citizen? And this is our problem that we have, that nobody is going to – they go after Donald Trump. But Chris Christie, he's – talk about a hypocrite. He can plot himself on a beach. Who could even vote for this guy? And when he talks about voting Donald Trump off the island, look at Donald Trump and, and Ron DeSantis. They have immunity because you're a loser. And I'm not really sure how you feel, Joaquin. I need to be a little more clear on how you feel about Chris Christie. I know. <laughs> you know what? 
But what's really more important is, is that Joe Biden, you know, a lot of conservative pundits, they sit there and they mock him and they say that, you know, his cognition and everything like that. But when he makes speeches like that, they were so dangerous. You know, it's like any other communist or fascist, you know, that sits there. And, and, and how do they take power? What do they do? They imprison their enemies. They arrest them and they put them on trial. I mean, these things that are going on with Donald Trump and this latest one in New York State with this lawsuit over his businesses, anybody, you know, who knows anything, I mean, valuations are the comp- the bank that's going to, you know, finance you is going to look and see what your property is worth. This is com- This is just typical communist tactics, what they're doing, the way they're going after Donald Trump. And, and Joaquin, and they- I agree. I mean, the way that they are just pounding him, I have never... I've never felt this way, though, in American history. I feel like, and I've covered presidents a long time, Joaquin, but to me, where they've used, you know, the power of DOJ, uh, the power of prosecutors, selectively prosecuting a political enemy, you would think... Even if they thought this, they would say, oh, no, we can't do this because it would look so blatant. And they don't even, like, hold back. They just pile on. Um, and, and it's like, okay, if it doesn't work there, let's work on, let's try on the uh, business front. Okay, let's try in Georgia. Let's try here. Let's try. I'm not even convinced. I think it's 91 counts right now. I'm not even convinced they're done yet. Are you, Joaquin? I mean, I wouldn't no. be surprised if they try to fabricate some more. No, I'm not. No. And as a matter of fact, and this is my problem with many Republicans, like even Mike Pence. Okay, when you talk about January 6th, you know how many people that we have that are locked up in prison that don't belong there. And again, this this is what they do. They they, they go after you and and they imprison you and and, and they put the law against you. And, And unfortunately, the whole system has been taken over, you know, by globalists, communist fascists. And these things should not be. It's it's amazing how this goes on. And people like Stan, and I forgot the other guy's name. Is it Teddy? Teddy I mean, Fuzzy Teddy. Fuzzy Teddy. Fuzzy Teddy. Yes, yes, yes. They could be the communist clown duo, you know. Um, that people cannot see this. Well, and you it's know just, that you know what's interesting, Joaquin. Too, you're right. They're sort of blinded by their like dislike of Trump. Uh, but dislike of anything Republican, I think, and and you trade somebody out who had the same values as Trump, uh, they would feel the same way. And the problem, I also think, just stepping back and looking at it, even today, you could see uh, the Republicans were measured in the way they were going after Joe Biden. And the Democrats were like, take no prisoner, slamming uh, the witnesses. How dare you even see anything? And they were all together. Even even you had uh, AC, uh, you know, AOC, who clearly uh, self-described socialist AOC and others, they're together with the more moderate Democrats, you know, they like bandy together like one big uh, team. And then the Republicans, you got them at Romney's and you got these others that are sort of, you know, there's all these like different little islands. And you even see it in the GOP right now dealing with the shutdown. You see a big difference between McCarthy and Gates and all these others, uh, whereas the Democrats, they are lockstep, you know, and, and you can bet the words that we just heard from President Biden, those very angry words, you can bet we're going to be hearing it over and over and over again, and it's probably repeated to all the different Democrats, so we're going to hear them repeating it. Um, but Republicans need to wake up and realize that that's what's against them, and this is just the beginning of the salvo because the election is still more than a year away. And the last thing the Democrats want to do is lose power, and they will do anything 
as I said, anything. They play for keeps, anything to keep it. Uh, Joaquin, you're terrific. Thank you very much. Let's go to Robert in Philly, line eight. Robert, your thoughts. Uh, Hi, Rita. I just wanted to let Teddy know that he shouldn't be surprised that nobody outside of the MSNBC bubble takes the 91 charges against Trump seriously. Even people that don't watch Fox or MSNBC see what's happening to Trump. We all know, Teddy, so we're not going to get mad about it. We're going to deal with it. Trump will be fine, okay? But what we're dealing with with Biden is actual crimes. We didn't have to dig around five years to find some ways to connect him. It's right there. And, Rita, the laptop, you've maybe heard 15 to 20 percent of it, okay? We haven't heard a lot of the things that are on there, and it's going to be a long haul to the election, and the Democrats are flat out going to run out of things to charge things, charge Trump with, um, to hide what's going on with Biden. And, Teddy, that's all you're responding to. They're telling you that about Trump so you don't pay attention to the state of the country and the corrupt president we had. And that's okay. We see it. Just don't be surprised, brother. All right? Rita, you have a good night, and I'll talk to you again. Thank you, Robert. Great points. Uh, Let's go to Maggie in Pennsylvania also. Maggie, your thoughts? Hey, Rita. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. And you had talked earlier about the court case in Georgia, and it might be televised. Okay. When anybody appears in court and has charges against them, you have a right to face your accusers. Okay. Yep. So, yep. Go ahead. Okay. Jack Smith got his information from Liz Cheney and her little robot commission. So, he, when he came up with these charges, they actually came from Liz Cheney's commission on January 6th when she had that commission for days and days on end. So what's your okay. point that he should call Liz Cheney to be questioned? What's your, is that I where you're going? I want to see, honey, I want to see Liz Cheney and those people in that commission that's feeding Jack Smith in there as Trump's accusers, and I want him to face them all. And I want to know, where did you get this information? His attorney's got to be a little bit smarter than what I'm kind of thinking. Aren't they going that direction? He needs to face his accusers and see where they got this stuff. Well, and also the other questions, there's been reports also, Maggie, that also some evidence was destroyed in that January 6th hearing, not only... Uh, as you brought up, uh, did it come a lot of it from the investigation of, you know, of Liz Cheney and others who clearly she does. She's not a Trump fan, obviously, whatsoever. And clearly Wyoming doesn't want her either because she got voted out. But um, you're absolutely right. He probably could pull her in. And I would also ask, hey, where's the evidence? Because there's a lot of reports that quite a bit of the evidence is no longer there that they used. Uh, how convenient is that, Maggie? If that's what they used to base some of the premise and make some of the referrals, and now suddenly a lot of the evidence is no longer there, uh, that sure sounds like the deck is stacked against the president and the fix is in. And that's what I think a lot of this is about. Um, but you're right. Boy, would that be must-see TV if he got to question Liz Cheney, um, if he got to question uh, Benny Thompson, I'd love to see him question Jamie Raskin. 
Uh, so what did you do? Can you imagine just kind of keep pulling people in, pulling them in, pulling them in? Um, it would certainly be must-see TV. Um, and, boy, it would be interesting to see, have them answer finally the other side of the story. Uh, did you intentionally ignore evidence that showed blank? Uh, did you know about that? Did you know about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, so here's the evidence that you did know that and you didn't show it. So, uh, boy, if that uh, turns out to be the case, it could be explosive. And you're right. Must see TV, especially in Georgia. Cameras in the courtroom. Maybe he's looking forward to it. And maybe maybe once they realize that he does want that, uh, they'll go, oh, you know, no, 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 no. We actually don't want to do that case. You know, it'll be interesting to see who he subpoenas. And maybe suddenly they'll go, oh, no, no, no. We didn't really want cameras in the courtroom. We didn't want those people to be called. Uh, he could call their bluff big time. Maggie, thank you. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Where is this all going now that President Biden has said the most disgusting things about MAGA Republicans, angry, screaming, shouting, and also Democrats saying nothing to see with Joe Biden. He's such a nice, sweet man. Well, the speech he gave just a little bit ago certainly doesn't show that. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And things are heating up on the Trump legal front. A state appeals court judge denying a request by Trump to delay the civil fraud trial in New York. It looks like that's going to start on Monday. And Trump also not pushing to move the Georgia case. I don't keep track of them all, you guys. There's a lot of them. Uh, not moving it to the federal level. So right now it's staying in Georgia. Again, cameras in the courtroom. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy. Line three. Jimmy, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Good evening. Um, Thank you for all you do, your hard work. Um, Thank you, too. A term we call aiding and abetting. When is the media going to be accountable if this so-called, you know, violent crime film gets convicted if they're found all the hiding of the information the the social media platform shutting people down all the you know the false reporting the outright lying they're 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 helping these people and if they do be found guilty for something uh, some accountability might be in order and get these people to think before they just speak i agree so, i agree you know i mean Get our attorney friends out there listening. Maybe you can look into this at all and at least get these people who don't think often to well, think about what they say. I think, though, Jimmy, you know, I think two things will either happen. Either they'll say, gosh, look at this new information that now looks so compelling that they didn't have for X time, which obviously isn't the case. I always think more evidence is better, but there's obviously stuff there. Or they're going to say, oh, no, that's not it. They'll continue to be in denial. I don't think a lot of people in the media realize how biased they are. And that's that's another part of the problem. They think, you know, like what Biden just said, MAGA bad, everybody else good. And that that's a scary place to be. But you're right. It could actually be some interesting legal cases. Uh, let's go to Tony real quick. You've been so nice to wait. Tony from Clifton. I love you, Tony. Just to make it quick, Rita, Rita and everyone out there, I'm so excited that the case is moved to Georgia. I think Fulton County Fanny, they've been watching her because she posted the indictment too early before the grand jury even met. Remember that? Yeah. And, of course, 
the state senator, Colton Moore, is not happy with her either. And Jim Jordan has been watching her. So I think this is a good place because Fanny, Fulton County, Fanny will have to be on her best behavior. Yeah, you're right, because the world will be watching, and they'll go, wait, 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 wait. That won't work here. Good points, Tony. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.